0: Welcome to Picks Picks with Ryan and Dave. My name is Dave. And I'm Ryan. I want to thank everyone for joining us on this journey as we talk all things football, both college and pros, with maybe a little bit of uh, CFL, XFL, if uh, the fans are feeling it or not.
1: Uh, Do you know anything about the CFL? Because I sure as hell don't. All I know is they got weird end zones.
0: I mean... We could also have the Arena Football League, too, if we really want to get funky. I mean... We can figure out CFL. If people want to listen and talk about it, we'll figure it out.
1: I get a point there.
0: And we'll also give you our favorite bets and picks, obviously.
1: Not gambling advice.
0: Thank you for that disclaimer, Ryan. But uh, starting with this first fun-fold episode, we are uh, reacting to the first round of the NFL draft from this 2023 draft, as well as we give you our favorite picks for various division winners uh, for this upcoming season. So, Ryan, I'm going to let you start with uh, the Carolina Panthers in the one-of-all pick. What, what do you give them as a grade for taking Mr. Bryce Young?
1: To me, it's an A-plus home run, home run pick for Carolina. Um, not just because of the player, um, but you have now surrounded Bryce Young with a quarterback guru as a coach, um, a very good quarterback coach in Josh McCown. Um, you have set this kid up for success for the next five to six years. Um, they have a good receiving core. The signing of Miles Sanders will help take a little pressure off of him, but it, it's it's the home run day plus pick for me.
0: I would agree. I gave it an A. Uh, it was not only the smartest pick, but um, it was necessary for a reset of a franchise who's been trying to get back to the big game since Super Bowl 50 and Cam Newton. Remember, this just because they had the number one pick does not mean they were the worst team in the league. They actually just missed out in the playoffs and traded up for this number one pick. So they went all in on Bryce Young. Smart pick. It was the only right pick. It, you took the best player for what your need was. Uh, and that leads us to number two with Houston taking CJ Remember, there's a ton of rumors about them not taking the quarterback. They may trade back, all that. Guess what? There's a new era in Houston. They took the best pocket passer in this draft. Maybe he's not as good as all-around talent as Bryce Young, but it's the best pocket passing quarterback. who has shown his ability to escape the pocket and run with that game against Georgia with his last game of his career.
1: I, I do. Uh, I also gave it an A. Um, the only reason it wasn't an A-plus was because uh, C.J. Stroud is a Buckeye. For hey, those only... who don't know,
0: Ryan is a diehard Michigan fan, so he will never give uh, Ohio State the credit
1: that they uh, may garner. Mm, they, he's, yes, that is that is correct. But um, you're right, best, bo- best pocket passer in the class probably. Um, my only downside is um, he's never won a big Game really?
0: <laughs> no, I'll be playing in a couple of those now because you can say every game in the NFL
1: is a big game. Yeah, um, so that's really the only downfall.
0: Leading on to the Houston Texans trading back up for that third pick and taking Will Anderson. This to me is an A plus. Is the best it's, defender in the draft.
1: I I have an A plus too. It's you. Not only got the best pocket passer, you got the most versatile and probably freakish athlete on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they basically got them They have JJ Watt for the next ten years, all over again, with more speed,
0: which is insane. Thing, D'Amico Ryan, I'll tell you, quite a uh, opening to his head coaching career and uh, dealing with his time now in Houston. He said, give me a guy who can play football like I could." People forget D'Amico Ryan was quite a ball player himself back in the day,
1: Bama boy as well.
0: it's. it's they're gonna have some fun down there in Houston. They're building something.
1: Yeah, they are. Now, for the fourth pick, I gave the Colts an A-. um, Just because Anthony Richardson probably has, if he can put the pieces together, the most impressive skill set that we've seen in a quarterback probably since Cam Newton. um, As far as arm talent and mobility. And uh, all the other intangibles, uh, the accuracy needs to be worked on. Um, but if they develop him right and uh, make the necessary adjustments that he needs to as a, as a passer, um, you're potentially looking at a bigger, stronger Lamar, which is kind of terrifying. Extremely. Um,
0: I give it an A. All the athletic ability of the world, bought, like you said, um, definitely a different style uh, change from what the Colts have had over the last couple of years. You know, the Matt Ryans, the Phil Rivers. Um, it, it's interesting. It's a, it's a new era in, in Indianapolis. And here's the question for you, Ryan. I want your opinion on this. Does he start week one? Because I know they bring Gardner Minshew in, who's been a proven guy who can come off, you know, good backup, who can Play games Do you, play well. Um, the only thing that concerns me with Richardson is the starts, 13 starts his career. You know, that's saw the stat in ESPN. No one has won a Super Bowl uh, with less starts. The least amount of starts a guy had technically is Aaron Rodgers, but he played junior college, so they, they said that really would be Tom Brady, and he had 26 starts in his career. And that was only because, you know, they, that was a weird Michigan you know, was, a the coach two was quarterback a, system.
1: The coach was a jackass when um, Brady was there, so – um I do think he starts week 1. Um I, you invested the 4th overall pick in the NFL draft on him. So um he's only going to get better w- while playing. Um that's and that really RPO really system is going to be
0: scary. Yeah, you, are, you have with with Jonathan Taylor. Oh yeah, who's uh, I all those outside backers I have to figure out is it is it staying with Taylor or is he pulling and running himself cuz he, right, he's a big man as well.
1: God yes, bless. It, that's that's a 6-4 6'4", 240 hundred forty pound cornerback running a four four down your throat. That's kind. Of, that's kind of terrifying. Absolutely.
0: But moving on now to Seattle, Seahawks number five. uh taking Devin Witherspoon. I give it an A minus. Um, the best cover corner in the draft. There's not a question there. Um, maybe the best overall corner. You know, there's, there's two guys that went back and forth with. I personally wanted the front seven help. So that's why I'm giving it an a minus. Like it's a great pick. They're really saying we're gonna have a legion of boom, but instead of the boom, we're just gonna have a legion of uh, no fly zone because um, you had Tariq Wollum last year, who was an absolute stud. Uh, and i are going to have Devin Witherspoon. It, they're building something there in Seattle. I just would have loved, again, a front seven guy, because they were on defense, was atrocious. And uh, you could stop all the passing up, but if you can't stop a guy from can't stop a team from running for f- 300 yards,
1: yeah, there's they, some issues. They couldn't, they couldn't stop a nosebleed on the ground. That's why I – some of these grades don't um, – it's not about the player. It's about the fit. Mm-hmm. So um, I gave it a B just because I. it has nothing. It's nothing against Devin Witherspoon. He's an elite shutdown corner. Um, but like you said, they they needed help up the middle in the run game, and they just they they ignored it. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole draft. Literally, it just didn't make any sense. Um, that's really why I gave it a B. But I mean, Wollen and him on the back end is going to be a little terrifying.
0: Scary duo. Yeah. And not, not many not many teams, especially the NFC, really have uh, you know, two elite receivers that can force those two to really have to play. So we are have to see what happens. Um moving on now to number six, we have Arizona. To me, A plus getting Paris Johnson. They were able to trade back, accumulate picks. You know, we know that they're gonna complete rebuild this year. Uh, we know Kyle Murray's hurt and he's not gonna start week one. So what do they do? They trade back, get probably the best lineman. You know, I know it's a little bit of debate with him and Skronsky, um, but I guys to protect Kyle Murray. Cause guess what? They could not protect Kyler. So to me, I, I think it's a great bit where they're getting for the future. They're going to say, Hey, we know we have a lot of holes to fill. This is, this is a draft that we're going to accumulate other picks for the future. while also getting a player who's going to start day one and be a huge upgrade from what we had.
1: Yeah. I, I give it an A. Um, just because Kyler coming off ACL surgery, um, you probably don't want him running as much as he did last year. And uh, Paris Johnson is going to protect his blind side. So
0: That's a big
1: man. That's, it's a large man. Now, moving on to Vegas. Um, I give the Tyree Wilson pick a B. Um, again, has nothing to do with... Um, the player, it's just the fit. It just didn't make sense to me. Um, just as much as Seattle ignored the defensive line, Vegas ignored their their secondary. Um, I don't I don't really understand why they didn't go corner here. Um, but I mean, I get why you make the pick at seven because Tyree Wilson is a is he's just a freak coming off the edge. Um, twitchy can really really yeah. beat any lineman with. A bull rush or a a, a a a swim move or something like that. He he can beat alignment in any way possible.
0: So I'm gonna have to disagree with you here. I give it an A. Initially, I was on draft night like, oh, this is a B. This is a B. Now again, not because a player, just because a fit. But the reason I I went back and forth, ended up giving it an A. Now again, we secondary would have been a better fit for me. I'd probably got an A plus. They went somewhere like Christian Gonzalez. It probably would have been an A plus for me. I give it him an A though, is because the truth is. You're all pro defensive end Max Crosby. You thought you were going to have, you know, a game changer last year when you bring in Chandler Jones and Chandler Jones really didn't do much the entire year, except against the Patriots when he took.
1: No, no, don't, don't even, don't even, don't you dare. Don't- we're not going to go there yet. No, but
0: um, if the truth is now you're giving Max Crosby, a second guy that he now has someone to give him help. And, and I guess the Vegas's idea is if you give Max Crosby the help, they're going to be able to get more pressure on quarterbacks, force more turnovers, where they've been battled five in both turnovers and sacks. Besides Crosby, no one else gets to the quarterback. So I get their understanding. They're saying, hey, we think we can get to quarterback so fast that our secondary, who isn't very good, just has to cover for five seconds and we'll have someone in the backfield. Now, well, again, we're going to see if that ends up happening because they thought that would happen with Chandler Jones, and we saw that results really didn't help them. But they must really say, hey, this is what's going to happen, and we'll survive. So again, it's not the player. I I understand that. If that's if it works out this year, and they suddenly get a lot more pressure on the quarterback, they look like geniuses. But that will be up to debate. Uh, moving on to number eight, the Falcons taking Bijan Robinson. I love B. John Robinson, but I do not like this pick. Nope, not at all. I don't like this pick. I give it a B minus. Uh, yeah, I just I don't get gave. last year Tyler Aglier from from uh, BYU. uh B. BYU. How are you? has a thousand yards as a rookie, you know, and this is a team that had multiple running backs a good portion of the season. But by the end of the, end of the season, Tyler took over and said like, Hey, I'm, 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 I'm taken. And then you draft B shot eight. I, it's just for a team that the last couple of years they've done first, their first round pick has been a, a tight end. It's been a wide receiver. It's been all offensive weapons where their defense is just in shambles. Their front seven is not good. You know, they made some good offseason season moves to help their back four. Their back four should be pretty good this year. You know, AJ Terrell is a beast. And bringing in Jesse Bates, great move. But just their front seven is not good.
1: do about Jeff Okuda. I,
0: and Jeff Okuda's there for a fifth-round pick. I mean, their second year is going to be really good. Very but their good. front seven is just not good. So I, to go running back here, just I, for a team that kind of is deep at running back, doesn't make sense to me. It should have be been a defensive pick.
1: Yeah, but, I, I I gave it a C plus. Again, has nothing to do with the player because you can argue Bijan Robinson might be the best football player taken in the out. whole draft. In the, in the, uh, in the I the think that's draft. a
0: really good argument. I mean, listen, if this is if this is ten years ago, fifteen years ago, Bijan probably goes number one.
1: But he, you know, we've yeah. also
0: seen the value of the running back. You know, last Had year the first been. running back wasn't picked till the second round.
1: Yeah, again, if if this pick doesn't work out. Arthur Smith's father, who is the, uh, I believe yeah. he owns FedEx or something like that. Um, he's going to have to get his son a life-size FedEx box because his ass is getting shipped out of Atlanta.
0: I agree. Moving on now to the Philadelphia Eagles, who have traded up with the Chicago Bears at number nine. They took Jalen Carter. Love this pick. This is,
1: this is, this. This is an A+. Plus. This, this, it's an A+. Plus. There's, it's not, there's, there's, no there's no discussion. Really, there's no explanation for it. It's an A+. plus. It's just the, again, it's... This is this, this should have been Seattle's pick.
0: This is the rich getting richer. I mean, there's just if Hargrave goes, all right, we'll get you Alan Carter. Remember, they're not the Philadelphia Eagles anymore, they're the Philadelphia Bulldogs. Bulldogs, yeah. And and we'll,
1: we'll, we'll get to that later. Later on the
0: pick 10, Chicago trading back, going and getting Donald Wright. I give this an A. You got to protect Justin Fields. Justin Fields showed you at the end of last year, hey, I'm starting to figure this out, but. Just Fields had to run a lot. Way too much, in my opinion. He ain't going to survive like that. And he got hit a lot. So, what do you do? You go get another big man who gave up all of, I believe, two pressures last year. A game yes. against Will Anderson, who we talked about how great Will Anderson is. This guy yes. shut Will Anderson down. He beat
1: Will Anderson like a drum. So, I think that's gonna saying something
0: because Will Anderson, we both agree, may be the best player of this draft outside of Bijan. And Donald White told him, sit down, son. I'll show you how to play, play. the game at the line. He did.
1: He did sit him down a bunch of times. And again, it's you get the guy to protect fields, who uh, they're obviously invested in him at this point. So and helping the run
0: game. Yeah, and him with the run. I know that's a great pick. Now the Titans, I I give it to snae as well. I mean, yep. Peter Skoronski. You could have argued quarterback. You could have argued uh, a, a weapon for t- the Titans. You know they're a weird. You know they they let a lot of guys go this off season. Question is, are they gonna tank or not this coming season? But at the end of the day, you gotta protect whoever the quarterback is for the future. If it's St. Hill now, if it's Will Levis, they took in the second round, or their whoever, it, it's a good pick. It's a smart pick. They, their line is was in shambles last year. It also gives there of be some uh, you know confidence boost that like, hey, we're gonna make sure the line's still good for you, Derek.
1: Yep, and this 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 is Taylor Luan's, repli- Taylor Luan's replacement. Mm-hmm. Re- really, ultimately, you know, a guy. Um, I don't know if he ever made all pro, but, you know, multiple Pro Bowl selections protected Tannehill for you know, the last four or five years. Um, and now you're basically replacing him with a slightly better version. I think he could end up being no injuries. They no, yeah, no. no injuries.
0: Luan's had a lot of injuries the last couple of years, years. So that's why he said I'm, I, yeah. oh, I was told I was gone.
1: Now, moving on to pick number 12. Um, I don't get it. I, this don't was, got... this I was, guess in uh, hindsight, it
0: makes some sense.
1: No, the next day it makes, uh, makes no sense. No sense. To me, I gave it a D. Now, Jameer Gibbs is probably the best pass catching running back in the draft. You could have got him at 18. Or you you could have easily got him 18. And I guess they trade for
0: they trade Swift. And you know, later in the draft, they trade Swift away. Well,
1: you you trade Swift because you make this pick. It just doesn't make sense. And they 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 were gonna take him at six. Which would have that would have been an F, just an absolute F. You're gonna take him at six, but Bijan
0: was still there. So if you're gonna take him at six, like you're telling me, you think Jameer is better than Bijan? Uh, no, it's, it's, twelve it's, is just a reach on him. Like I give it a D as well. Like he's a phenomenal player, but this guy would have been available at eighteen and probably would have been available on day two.
1: Pretty confident would been available on day two. I think somebody, I think somebody would have jumped back into the first round. Probably. Late first took come maybe. Yeah, but I think-
0: I, the Lions picked what? <laughs> 34 was after 35. They had one of the first picks of the second round. I think he would have been available there too, arguably. Yeah, but definitely would have been available at 18 because no one after from 12 to 18 would have taken him. None of those teams needed him. So I, I just don't. We thought the Lions had all this momentum going, man, that the way that last year ended, and then the Lions did what the Lions do best and just make us all scratch our heads.
1: The Lions Lioned.
0: Now, moving on to pick 13. Um, Luke Van Ness going to Green Bay. I like this pick. I gave it an A minus um, because, again, he's just a massive man who's just a raw pass rusher. Sure. I would good. have personally liked a weapon for Jordan Love, you know, but they and the Packers showed us that it's the Aaron Rodgers treatment. It, doesn't, it didn't matter if it was Aaron Rodgers. We never got yep. the weapons in the first round. We're just not going to do this for Jordan Love either. Um, so, again, they never helped Aaron with a first round wide receiver pick or tight end pick. So it shouldn't have shocked us that they didn't do this for Mr. Love. But um again, it's a good defensive pick. It's another guy in rotation. It also helps with the potential of Preston Smith, you know, leaving. Now you got a guy to fill those shoes. So I, I love the I like the pick. I just would have gone weapon, but like the fit is there. It is yeah. a good pick for them.
1: Like I to me, it was it, it was a B for me. Um just because again, a weapon would have been nice there. But I mean, you're with the Packers getting a good chunk of their production on defense back, um, AKA Primes Catholic alumni, Rashawn Gary, shout out there. Um,
0: Ryan went to Prem's
1: Catholic cause anyone I didn't did. know. Um, I yeah, you're right. A weapon, a weapon would have been nice, but I mean, if Luke Van Ness played like he, you know, he, he can in Iowa, um, that you're, is looking big at, you're looking at a top five defense in the NFL, arguably.
0: I mean, they were right there last year and now you had another weapon on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, moving
1: on to pick 14, Pittsburgh Steelers. They traded up. Favorite, uh, favorite pick in the first round.
0: This not your favorite pick? I'm a Steelers
1: fan. Not because I'm a Steelers fan, because we fucked the Jets.
0: <laughs> We're actually not Steelers fans. Uh, for the audience listening, Ryan and I are both Patriot fans. We will talk about that pick in a little bit, but um, loved it. It's also a great pick for the pit. Steelers. Oh, this is great, a good pick. pick. Is, again, I give it a B plus only for one exact reason. It's because he does need to develop. Roderick Jones is quite literally was the best guard tackle left at that moment where the Jets were going to take him at 15. It was not a question. Jets were taking Roderick Jones if he was there, because that was a pick they needed to make. And yeah. CEOs also needed it, because guess what? Kenny Pickett played pretty well last year, but shows for- that, hey, he can he can play. You know, you have Najee Harris there, but the difference is let's get a guy who's going to protect our future quarterback and our running back. So again, it's a good pick. I only give it a B plus because again, he just needs to develop more. Like He was the weakest of the elite tier tackle guards. Um, where, again, he showed moments where he, like John O. Wright, just said, sit down, son, I'm going to show you how to block. But then he had moments where it's like, oh, he looks a little lost out there. So that's why I give it a B plus. But, again, it's, a, it's exactly what Pittsburgh needed.
1: Oh, yeah. Now, moving on to 15. Um, uh, this, to my in my opinion, panic pick. Complete panic pick. Jets were lost as soon as Roderick Jones came off the board.
0: Um, he because anyway, that picks too well for, for any of the other linemen that would have been picked in the first round 15 would have been such a reach for any of them yep yeah. that I, I agree it's a
1: what do you give it i mean William McDonald out of Iowa State um I gave it a c now again I mean, well, he had what 12 and a half 13 and a half sacks he, uh, he's a sack a machine. machine now but that's that, we we've talked about this before the big 12 is not known for its Stellar defense. offensive line play. Or stellar defense. But, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a conference that is looked at as explosive plays. And um, if you do play defense, you're going to win football games in the Big 12. That's just how it is.
0: Uh, I, I give it a C-plus as well. Just because obviously they need an O-line. But when that didn't work out, to me, there were other positions that you could have gone with. A lot, I think about last year. You used your third you, – remember, they traded back into the first round last year to get Jermaine Johnson from Florida State, the great defensive end. Now, I'm an FSU fan, so I'm not being biased here. He was absolutely phenomenal for us after his time with Georgia. It's just adding another guy to a mix that's already overcrowded, in my opinion. Like, there's just other positions that you could have invested in that it's like, all right, now he's going to go fight for, you know, what, 15, 20 snaps? You know, I, I, I you know you can argue just saying, hey, listen, we're gonna sit there and say, hey, we got we got you know eight guys who can rotate, so we're never tired. But also at the same time, how how much cohesiveness is there gonna be? I don't, again, I give it a C plus just because again he's also a little undersized. He's quick and bends really well, but it's just again it's a position that they already are so deep in. I'm just not a fan. Yeah. The next pick, uh, Washington. I did I, not like the guy. I gave him a B because just the guys who were on the board that were still there are just better than the guy they chose. It's like they decided. It's of like taking like the next best corner. Now Emmanuel Forbes is a good corner. He's a first round, first round grade, you know, late first, early second grade corner. Is what I had him at. But there just were better guys on the board that they said, "Oh, we're we'll take, we'll take Forbes, who at that moment, in my opinion, was the third best corner available." So again, it's a it's a position they needed to they needed
1: to to fill there. It's just like they took the wrong guy. I mean, listen, when you you know teams when they draft, uh, when they like a guy, they like a guy. I like but a
0: guy. he's fast. I'll give him that. He's very fast.
1: Very I fast. Just, good ball I, skills too, but it, I it, to think it doesn't make sense. It, not a good fit in my opinion.
0: No, it's not. A, no, I wouldn't even say not a good fit. It's like they needed to get a corner. They needed secondary help. It's just. All right, let's move to seventeen because I think this is an absolute. This plus is, this maybe the steal the draft. I'm not and that, even, that,
1: Yeah, we're not even trying to be biased here. This is just. is obvious this, this is this is Bill playing chess, not checkers, once again, because you not only one, you screw over your rival in your division, you move back and get draft picks, and three, the icing on the cake, you get arguably the best corner in the draft. At 17 in a deep, deep corner draft. It, it just was it, it,
0: like that's what I'm trying to say, though, is that Washington, if Washington took, took Gonzalez, I'd be like, oh, that's an eight plus. It's an eight that's plus. An eight. It's, it's, eight plus. An, it's just, it's like they said, oh, it's like a command. Even if they, it's just, he was still on the board. It's almost like Washington didn't realize he was on the board because, again, doing the trades back and gets a all around, again, would this may be maybe the best cover corner? But the best all-round corner is Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, and, and you're arguing he He's got size he to it, best. too.
1: He's what, 6'2", six 6'2", two, six two six almost? 6'2", two, 200 pounds. Like, he's— Ran a four three nine at the combine. He's probably the most athletic corner taken in the first round.
0: Yeah, overall. I, I, this a Based plus on Beck. testing, yeah. A-plus back. Yeah, yeah. somehow, somehow he falls into Bill's lap, and, you know, Bill's— And we know Bill's had a history of—, of Taking guys with a lot less ability at the corner position and making them pretty damn good at the at, at playing corner in yeah. the NFL. So now
1: let's let's move on to the Lions'
0: second pick. Being
1: being the Lions, I
0: again I don't hate this pick. It's just another
1: reach. This oh is no, not I, I did not like, like, like this pick at all. You don't like
0: this pick? No, I like this no. pick. I'll tell you why. You tell me why you don't like the pick, and I'll tell you why I like the pick.
1: Well, I just think you you're pairing Jack Campbell. Was a thumper, he's not known for his speed. Um, with another thumper, Mal, uh, Malcolm Rodrigo from Oklahoma State, you have two linebackers who play the same style who, are, who aren't really that fast.
0: I mean, I would say Rodrigo could, could he, his, yeah, he's, he's not, he's faster than Campbell. Campbell's huge. I don't think people realize Campbell's enormous. He's a I, didn't massive even realize. I didn't even realize for he me? was as big as he was.
1: To me, this pick should have been Nolan should have been Nolan Smith. Well,
0: because Nolan Smith got the better the better east to west. That's why. Exactly. He's, he I agree. Needs speed
1: in the NFL. But the
0: thing is you can argue Nolan Smith is smaller than like they like we, we obviously know that the Lions identity is we wanna play bite the kneecaps, as Dan Campbell says. We wanna kill you. We wanna we wanna thump you and hit you hard. So that's why they make this pick. The only problem is I give it a B minus because again, it's it's just the right position, the wrong guy. Because you could get Campbell in the second round. Campbell's gonna be there in the second round. If they take Nolan Smith here and took Campbell in the with their second round pick, I'd say, hold that's that's fantastic. That's great. You got a speed guy like a, and you got a thumper. Now you got a really good linebacking core. But again, Nolan Smith was there, and I guess maybe they worry because of the pack issue. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't Again, I give it a B minus just because again it's the yeah, right, right position, just to, a reach on a guy who could be really good. He could have been phenomenal player. It's just again just too early for him. He would have been available. Yeah,
1: he I would gave have been it available. I gave it a C again. Just it's right position, like you said. Just it's you already have a linebacker with the same style. It just it was a little confusing to me.
0: Now let's go on to 19. What do, what do you think about uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking uh, Kyle G. Cansey?
1: I give it a B plus um, just because I think the bucks probably could have, they probably, they could have went corner here too. Um, just because secondary, anyway. I was but, big yeah. on secondary for them.
0: I, I don't, I give, I give it a B plus guys. as well. I give it a B plus as well, just because it could be the steal. This could be Aaron Donald 2.0. Yeah. This like, is. like it's a, it's a, it's not a bad pick at all because it also helps you up the middle where they did struggle last year, especially when Vita Bay was hurt. It it's, Allowing you though, like again, I would have liked the secondary pick more here, but again, this guy is I don't hate, I like this pick. It's just like I would have liked a corner more just because I don't like or, or a safety more. Like, I just don't love the Bucks secondary. I, I think it's its they're all Antoine Winfield's really good. I, I really think he's good, but outside of that, like none of the other guys really but Jamal Dean's not bad. Me. Jamal Dean, like they're, man, they're not old, they're young guys. It's just like I don't love Carlton Davis, I don't love Jamal Dean. Like, they're okay, I think they just need more, they don't have the depth. What happened last year? They all got hurt and they had absolutely no secondary help. And then the Bucks couldn't stop anything in the air. And they really and then, struggled.
1: And then Tom Brady got sad and rode off into the sunset.
0: Yep. Um this leads us to pick number 20, Seattle's second pick. Uh I give it a day for taking JSN. I guess. You're, J- you're getting JSN at twenty. Um again, I would have loved the uh, a front seven guy. But like getting JSN at twenty, it's like, oh wow, this is actually like I think Seattle was like, he's still here. We still have anyone we want at the wide receiver position. Either everyone thinks these wide receivers are not that good, or we just got to steal. And he could very well be. And also, again, they helped their secondary with their first pick. So they said, hey, well, let's get some offense. Let's get a third wide receiver
1: now. Now, you know,
0: They the best, just, best trio of wide receivers, you can argue.
1: I'm gonna, I was literally just going to say that. I think arguably you now have the best wide receiver one, two, and three group in, like, in the NFL. Um, because DK obviously, DK can do what DK does, it
0: and Tyler like Ty- do it years.
1: And Tyler Lockett, you know, he goes maybe nuclear. the most underrated,
0: maybe one of the most underrated corner uh, he, wide receivers.
1: He's he's he he's hot. He's hit or miss sometimes, though. That's the he's hit or
0: miss. But guess what? He at the end of the year, he just always comes through. Like in big games, he doesn't normally. He'll he'll have a couple quiet weeks fantasy wise. Um, but it's never like the games that matter. When the games matter, it just seems that he's always making his presence known. And this is just a To pick 21 with the Chargers, taking Quentin Johnston. This pick got a lot of hate from a lot of these analysts, and I don't understand because I think this is not only the best fit for Johnston. This is I give it an A minus because he's going to a situation where we already know it's it's it's, they like guys who get jump balls. You know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Mike Williams may be the best jump ball receiver in the NFL.
1: I mean, you you can argue this is Mike Williams 2.0.
0: It's, it's Mike Williams faster, faster Mike Williams, who's not injury prone. Because what's the problem here in the last couple of years? They both can't stay on the field. So, you know, you can argue when they now that he'd be wide receiver three, which is also scary to think about because now it's like, oh, you got him at three and you have Josh Palmer now be a four because that's part Johnson over Palmer. I think Palmer's good from Tennessee uh, he has had a, you know, played good last year. But this also gives you, you now another big body with Gerald Everett. You know, I called it, is it Twin Towers 2.0? Yeah, I don't remember the Twin Towers back in the day with Antonio Gates and Minson Jackson over when Phil Rivers was slinging the slinging the ball. But they had the Twin Towers out there. So you could argue that? it's the Twin Towers 2.0. Yeah,
1: it's just scary hours in LA. Um, also, Dark Horse MVP. Uh, not even Dark Horse, but uh, one of my MVP picks will be Justin Herbert, just because he could potentially throw for 50, 5, yards with those receivers. I mean, if and,
0: they all say healthy, you can throw for 6,000.
1: Oh, and... Um, you also have one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league as well. And he
0: still there and has, doesn't get traded. You know, I know he's been kind of disgruntled. Yeah, he's that. not
1: going anywhere. Look at Lamar.
0: Uh, going on 22, Baltimore Ravens. Zay Flowers. A. A. Lamar. I give Lamar. It there? Oh, yeah. Would you give it an A? I gave it an A as well, yeah. It's the shiftiest route runner in the entire draft. You, Lamar went from having no weapons and having the weakest wide receiver core by far in the league. Um Outside of Mark Andrews, just not very good players. Um, nothing against Bateman. Bateman just can't stay healthy. DuVernay's more of a special teamer. Now he gets Odell in the offseason. He signs this to make a deal, and then he gets Dave Flowers. So now he's something he suddenly has got pretty, pretty shifty. You know, not they're not very big receiving core. Bateman is the biggest of them. I think he's about six one. Um, he'll be the biggest wide receiver in this in that in that room. But boy, they can be shifty. Bateman may not be that shifty of a guy, but with Odell, I don't care if he's 30, he can still move. He was showing that before he got injured, and Zay be the most shifty wide receiver coming out. There gonna be some scare now. Baltimore, he he may throw for you know he's about throwing for six thousand yards. He may throw for you know five thousand. Let's Um, let's not push
1: six. Let's let's see if he big five, big Truss might uh uh, he might MVP again. He might he might win a second MVP. You know with you know what he can do with his legs, and now that he has competent receivers that he catch footballs, who catch footballs and explode. Now, moving on to Minnesota here. First time in NFL draft history this has happened. Four wide receivers go consecutively in a row in the first round. Mm -hmm. Um, Jordan Addison alongside Justin Jefferson um, and TJ Hawkinson. I gave it a B-plus just because Minnesota's defense was just horrendous. I mean, you could have went defensive side of the ball here, but you probably should have gone mind. defense. You probably probably should have gone defense. But, but he, I give it an A there. minus. It's a luxury pick in my opinion. I think Minnesota said we're taking best available. Jordan Addison was there. Yeah. Um, now you have matchup nightmares for the NFC North. You can't you, you can't double Jefferson now because um, you, if you double Jefferson, you're going to leave Addison one on one, and Addison Addison can win those one on ones. Addison and USC just just torched. He did cover. that.
0: Pittsburgh did that. See, no, I give it an A minus, and because of that reason, it's. Uh, yes secondary would have been my pick but they problem was too at this at this moment you know they they didn't love the the best available corner and they said you know we got to fill Thielen's shoes Thielen gave us you know a great tenure let's get a faster more shifty wide receiver who can you know maybe not be the fastest of them but he's always oh, he seems to get open and he just seemed to do that his entire college career always so, oh, just getting open um and that actually leads us to the Giants trading up to 24 to get uh, Deontay Banks. I give it an A. You know, the Giants were going to go wide receiver. We know that. The Giants were going offensive weapon. But um, they were all gone. And you're not going to – it's a reach to put on the, that, that next year wide receivers at 24. So what the Giants do, they go get the best fit for their for Wayne Martindale's defense. I'll tell you right now. Deontay Banks is the guy that I thought should have gone to um, the Vikings. And the Giants said, oh, you're going to let him fall to us? Who's going to fit perfectly in that Martindale system? You know, he's not one of those – not necessarily where the other guys were corner-wise. You know, the Forbes and and Gonzalez and Witherspoon who could play in multiple types of defenses. But Banks fits the Giants' scheme so well.
1: He does. Um, You know, it's a a Big Ten corner. Um, (laughs) They seem to work out well in the NFL. Uh, Great ball skills. um, Really – Read routes very well too, Um, so again, Giants are a team that got their guy in the first round, and then also like you said about those the second tier of wide receivers, they got their guy in round two or Mm -hmm. two or two. It's getting high, like Jalen High. They're it's high. one of those things that you could have you
0: could have argued they could have taken him at twenty four and it, I wouldn't have called it a, I I wouldn't have called it a reach I just wouldn't have loved that because if, to me yeah. it went too high for him so it's like all right they they Giants traded up and they trade up to try to get one of those top four receivers it just didn't work out in their favor but they said they said all right well that's fine we'll take we'll take the guy who's gonna fit our scheme on defense because we got a lot of good wide receivers we play against week in and week out you know that, that NFC East you know. You got guys who can from Dallas you can catch footballs. You got guys in Philadelphia who can catch footballs. You got guys in Washington who can catch footballs. So you, they, did, they, they secondary was a position they did need to address as well. So they just again they just almost like flip-flopped their picks. and took the secondary guy first with the wide receiver second instead of taking the wide receiver first with the secondary second. So I, I don't I, I like the pick overall. And this leads us to Buffalo. Um taking Dalton Kincaid. I give it a B. I know they loved him they wanted their own Kelsey. I just Buffalo's defense outside of when Von Miller got hurt was not good at getting pressure. And they were just guys who would have helped get pressure for a team that struggled when Von Mill was hurt and Von Mill was coming off an injury. And it's just weird because Dawson Knox feels like a, a, a poor man's Kelsey. Like, the, Duncan Cade just feels like maybe a more athletic
1: – Right, a poor man's Kelsey? I would, I mean, I, you know, I, you know I love me some Dawson Knox, but I mean –
0: he runs a lot of the same routes that Kelsey does. I'm saying not poor, He's a poor man, Kelsey, just not the. He doesn't put the numbers up. Again, they needed another weapon as well. I get that. I just that defense needs pressure.
1: You probably I, honestly, I think they should have went O line here, but they filled that need in the second round. But that's another.
0: Yeah, I just but there you go. It's like, what do you give this pick? I gave it a B just because it's like it's not I, like I like Kincaid a lot, and Kincaid is going to be like he's set up to be Kelsey two like the next Kelsey, the next great receiving tight end, who's not necessarily a great blocker, who could, but does whatever he has to do type thing. I just feel like him and Knox have very similar play styles, where like you could have gone the defense, the front yeah. seven that needed it, especially with yeah, the guy who got picked
1: next. I gave next. it a B as well. Um, but the guy
0: who gets picked next by Dallas, Dallas and Buffalo, if they switch their picks. It's an A. They get both. I give them both A's. If Dallas and oh, if yeah. Dallas and, and Buffalo picks are swapped, they both fill needs because. Dallas takes Mozzie Smith uh, from your, your your Michigan Wolverines. I give it a B plus. I love this pick. People are giving it a
1: C's, and I was like, That's Why? That, that makes no sense because these some of these analysts have no idea what they're talking about. Let's they're just say, get- oh, well,
0: Dallas Dallas needed a tight end. Well, yeah, they wanted Kincaid. Well, Kincaid no, was the guy.
1: Either. Well, Mayor was there.
0: But. You can take Mayor, but Mayor we saw Mayor fall a lot farther than I think expectations. No, you
1: know what? You know what this pick is. This pick is Dallas saying. When Mike when Mike McCarthy gets fired next year, Dan Quinn's going to be the head coach, he's—you
0: oh, yeah, may not be wrong about that, but
1: he it is, also gets, hes going to control this defense because Mazi Smith is an absolute monster in the run game. And what does the NFC East do very well besides run the football? Run the All three ball. teams
0: can run the ball, and Dallas Stroll is not the like, they were okay at stopping the run. They were a lot better against the pass. It just also gives Micah Parsons, the guy up the middle to help him get pressure.
1: Well, he's now yeah, now he's moving to defensive line. So um
0: again, I like this pick a lot more than most analysts. And like I said, if this switch and Kincaid fell to Dallas and Smith went to Buffalo, one of Smith went to Buffalo, that would have been really scary for that Buffalo defense because that would have been a big need fill. And Kincaid would have been the absolute perfect uh Dalton Schultz uh Still replacing. Replacing. Yeah. But, um again, I like those picks. This goes on to Jacksonville, who traded back, in my opinion. They traded back, got more picks, and then got the guy they wanted. And that was taking Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. This is where I talk about that second tier of linemen who wouldn't have been warranted for him to go up at 14 or 15. But, you know, late first, great pick, especially with the pending suspension of Cam Robinson. Um, They not only now protect Trevor Lawrence, um. They just get more depth on that line, and they didn't need a lineman per se. The secondary would have been a better pick because you know, a guy like Brian Banks would have been great here. Because the secondary was not very good. They just got turnovers when they time needed, but they do fill the hole that Cam Smith's prob- Cam Robinson's probably gonna leave when he gets suspended. So like again, it's an A because of that. Because like oh, now they don't have to worry about the hole that he was gonna leave.
1: Yeah, I mean. I, I know I said the Big Twelve doesn't produce, you know, linemen, but there is one school that does a very good job at producing NFL linemen, and that is the University of Oklahoma, and that is where Mr. Harrison comes from. Um, you're protecting your best asset,
0: if you're. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville. Guess what? If and it's true that Cam Robinson, it wasn't in this whole suspension thing. This is his defensive pick all day. Oh, okay. it's Jacksonville said. Okay. Well, we have to think ahead, and this is where again having a guy like Doug Peterson now in the room. Having a, a guy who's won Super Bowls, who's been with guys like Andy Reid, who just know football. It's hey, let's let's cover let's cover our backsides, let's cover our asses here because if guess what if when Robinson comes back now you have two great linemen. It's not gonna hurt you. No, not at all. It's a smart pick. Moving on to Cincinnati, another uh, position people kind of hated on this pick. And I just love this pick. Personally, I give it a B-plus. Miles Murphy, defensive end. Like I said, he's a pressure machine. Pressure, 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 pressure. It gives Trey Henderson a second partner. It's kind of like this is a poor man's doing of what they were hoping was going to happen with um in and Vegas with Max Crosby and uh, Tyree Wilson. Now this matchup, Murphy and Henderson, it's now you get an, a speed rusher, by the way. A guy who's fast. Murphy's can move. Because in the that NFC... Uh, the AFC North has got some guys who can run, you know, Deshaun and Lamar and Kenny, they, they can, all they can scoop move. So now you got a guy who can only get, not only get a ton of pressure and take pressure off of your, you know, pro Bowl fringe, all pro defensive end, but you also got a guy who can move and, and get up the field quick.
1: Yeah. I mean, I gave it a, I gave it a B plus as well. Again, he showed elite, elite, um, elite speed at Clemson, just getting to quarterbacks. Um, he was the catalyst of that defense. That elite defense for uh, two years. years two, three years.
0: I mean they've been delete even when they lost uh their, their DC they still. But then we move on to New Orleans, who takes his uh, teammate, Brian Breecy. Tom Padre. Again, I give this a B plus. Some people hate it as well.
1: I same grade here.
0: I I give it a B plus because again it gives depth. Truth is, how much longer is is some of these guys on this New Orleans defense who's just been always good? They've been good. I feel like they've been good for 15 years now on the defense. Kind of like Pittsburgh, always got a good defense. Even if the team's not that great, their defense always shows up. The Saints are another team defense um, that just year in, year out. How many more years does Cam Jordan have? Really? How many more years? Two. Cam Jordan. Three I love two. Cam Jordan so much. But you got to get depth for him. You got to get depth from Davenport. So I like this pick. This is another guy middle of the field, who can clog holes, who can not only stop the run really well, but he also sneakily is going to get a decent amount of pressure up the middle. Moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles. And this is kind of what we talked about earlier. Uh, Here we go are the Philadelphia Eagles? or are they the Philadelphia Bulldogs? or they the Georgia Eagles? Um, Nolan Smith, this is A plus. This is A plus. This it, is the pick that the D- Detroit should have taken him in 18. Because again, like you said, instead of taking two thumpers. This is a guy who's a linebacker, defensive end. Kind of makes me think of a. I, I'm not going to say he's going to be, um, you know, a Bobby Wagner or Fred Warner, but like this guy can move like Fred Warner. This kid is fast. He's not as big as Fred is, weight wise, but
1: it's just it giving more depth. Defensive ends do not run sub four fours. And that's they what did. don't, and he ran a four three eight. It's just... It doesn't it happen. It couldn't be possible.
0: But The thing is, you can use him as the DN, or you can have him... He can realistically put on another 10, 15 pounds, which I think he will, if you go play outside linebacker. Maybe take over the middle one day. Unless they're going to let his uh, old teammate, nicole Dean, do that now in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, again, made two really, really good picks.
1: Yeah, that's the best first round of any team in the draft, and it really wasn't close. Well, um, they won the
0: first round. Because, yeah. again, they got... They got they hit, They hit. had two first-round picks, and they hit on both of them. Seattle also did well, but they they hit... They fill uh, the positions that they, th- you know, talk about, you want to talk about reloading and like, oh, most Super Bowl teams make Super Bowl, they don't reload. The Eagles may be better in those positions down than they were last year, which they, is scary because yeah. the defense just had, what, five guys who were double-digit sacks or six guys? Something It's like just the NFL record.
1: Oh, and you got a better running back to replace Miles Sanders, but that's... Uh, so,
0: so that's so a start, time for another day. Yeah. Um, now we're going to end off with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um thinking Felix and Duque Uzoma for the DM for Kansas uh, this is a pick too people kind of hate it on this pick I don't get it I gave this it a B I gave it a B plus This know why this is a fill this is a need Frank, Frank Clark's gone remember Frank Clark's gone so now we you know Chris Jones is all world defensive tackle all world probably the best one in the league Aaron Donald healthy
1: We'll Say, hold my beer. I have to argue that. But you can make the argument he's top two or three with him and Dick, you know. Oh, Donald, yeah, besides Donald, Donald it's him. Jones and Lawrence are your top yeah. three. Yeah. Defensive
0: I, I mean, you can also then you've got one, what's the name uh, from the Jets as well? You have to uh, Quentin Williams as well. I mean,
1: those, um, those four are the, are the
0: best four. It's just oh, where you want to put them, yeah. how you want to rank them. Um, I get a be plus because again, it's another young pass rusher. What have they done the last couple years? Kansas City has quietly drafted very. Why is on the defensive side? Maybe they haven't played a ton. Last year was George Kalafis, the defensive end from Purdue, who's just another big body. Now you didn't do this again. You know, they're getting younger and, you know, more of a rotation, which, where I was saying earlier, I didn't love the rotation stuff. Kansas City, I like their rotation stuff because Spagnola does rotate well and they don't have seven guys in this position. They have three really, really good ones. Or really, guys who should be really, really good. We'll have to see. But I, I think this is a smart pick for them. Just, to again, uh, put, they're a team that didn't have a ton of holes. So they got smart and said, let's fill a hole that we do have. And that's no more Frank Clark. So let's get a guy who's going to be a lot cheaper and younger. Now, leading on to uh, before we go today, we want to quickly just go over and give our picks of, at this moment, after the draft, who we think is going to win each division. Ryan, I'll let you start. AFC East, who do you got?
1: As much as this kills me to say it, I have the Jets. You have the Jets. I do have the Jets. I just think their defense is the best one in the AFC East. And um, that you it, you need good defense to win the AFC East. It's really – I mean around the league. But in the AFC East with the battles that are, are gonna played, be played, you need just you know the elite skill – that the Jets have on defense, as much as it pains me to say it.
0: Oh, it's funny because I'm gonna disagree with you in there, but I do think that this AFC East may be the best division in football. It uh, will be. It, it's it's gonna be a bloodbath. Um, Bills and Dolphins made some offseason moves I liked. Uh, people forget Miami bolstered their secondary. The Jets go get the quarterback. Um, Patriots, you know, made made some moves as well. I, I just think overall, I give the Bills the edge still. Um, I think it's going to be, again, I think it's not, no one's going to run, run with this division. It's Everyone's going to beat the heck out of each other all season yeah. long. I give the Bills a nod just because Josh Von Allen. Miller. Oh. Von Miller will be back. So that defense, that was their issue. Their issue wasn't offense, it was defense. And that defense that that struggled towards the end of the season, you know, they made some good picks later in the draft as well. I, I just give them the hair over the Jets and Dolphins. Because um, again, I have to see what's going to happen. Have if, if Aaron Rodgers is going to be the Aaron Rodgers he was last season, or be the MVP Aaron Rodgers he was the prior yep. two years. Moving over to the uh, AFC North, this is probably my, my second best division in football because everyone got better. Everyone got better. The Ravens loaded up on offense for Lamar. I do give the Bengals by a absolute, when I say hair, this was the toughest division for me to figure out because I, they have Joe Burr.
1: That's the only oh, reason I'm, they got Joe Burr. I'm, to me, it's Ravens. I think I think it's Ravens. All think I think
0: it pushes. You think the Ravens with the offseason moves getting the Flowers getting you on the edge.
1: This is going to be a Week 18 battle.
0: Oh, it's going to be a week. It was Week 18 almost. It was Week 18 this year, pretty much. I, I I just I gave the Bengals by an absolute hair, but I do not hate the Ravens. And guess what? The Steelers are going to be the Steelers and just be consistently good because that's all they've been under Mike Tomlin. They do not stink. No matter how bad they are, they still show up every week in and week out. <laughs> and the Browns should be better. I mean, the Browns. Deshaun Watson should not be this bad as he was last past season.
1: To me, to me, the loss of Jesse Bates is gonna end up being, I think, the straw that breaks the camel's back to why the Bengals don't don't win the division. Jesse Bates was the catalyst of that secondary and defense, okay. and I just think losing him is gonna be too much from weeks fifteen to eighteen, where I think you are gonna see not breakdowns, but you are gonna see plays that. Ward, have, said, yeah exactly
0: okay I don't, I don't again i think that it's i don't hate it going on to the south i think it's only one team it's um, the, Jaguars it's no it's one. the jacks the texans are obviously in this rebuild you know give them two years they may be really dangerous the colts are kind of in a rebuild as well they could be they could have moments uh the titans front seven on defense is really good but the back four is not they're they they do not have enough weapons on offense like they're Kind of in a tanking mode. The question is is Ted Hill can even start the year, play the yeah. whole season. Is it Will Levis time? You know, you can argue it you can argue it'll be four three rookies playing um quarterbacking. And the crazy thing is will Levis will be the oldest of them at twenty three. Think about that's
1: that. That's To me that's think about that.
0: And Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the division. It's not it's not it's not close. Not that the other yeah. guys aren't good, but Trevor Lawrence is really yeah. good and just had a great year and now gets Calvin Ridley. Jackson's gonna be a dangerous team in the in the AFC. Uh, moving on to the AFC West, this could be a tough division. Um, it's the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs to lose. Until one of these other teams, like, says, hey, we're here, it's the Chiefs to lose. The Raiders are going to be okay. The Chargers are going to fight for that position. But, you know, I can't trust State- Brandon Staley because he just does stupid things every week. He loses them games. Um, the Broncos should be better, question mark. Their defense was still really good last year. Um, but Deshaun Payton coming in, you know, does that put them over the hump? Does he get Russell back to Russell? Like, they have weapons and offense. Like, the Broncos on paper are a very good team. They do. It's now. Just, what's good, What are we going to see results? Is Payton going to put them back to, like, you know, the Peyton Manning
1: Broncos? Now, I don't know. As, as great of an argument as you made there, Dave. Oh, you're going to go know who you're going to go with. It's the Chargers. It's always the Chargers. Why
0: is it the Chargers? It's never the Chargers. It's never the Chargers. It's the Chiefs. How are you going to tell me it's not the Chiefs?
1: No, I'm not saying that. Obviously, it's it's been the Chiefs division for the last, what, eight years, nine years, whatever it is. It's with error. It's been the Chiefs. This is is Herbo's time to shine. This is Justin Herbert saying, you know what, boss? You're not the only all-pro quarterback in this division, and I am here, and I am ready to go.
0: I don't think it's – that. my problem is it's not Justin I'm worried about. It's honestly coaching. They have all the weapons offensively and defensively. You know, they have maybe the best roster. Look at that roster up and down. Defensively, they have guys at all three levels on defense that can cause problems. Joey Bosa, they have guys all Ma- three levels of offense.
1: Casey Jackson, I'm, do you want me to keep going?
0: I'm just I, – I, I know what you're saying, but they just can never – They char, the Chargers just charge themselves every year. Maybe this is the year they get over the hump. But I, I got to go Kansas City until I'm proven otherwise.
1: Then I'm I,
0: – Listen, I, that's fine. You can go you the Chargers. We can have a friendly I'll major on. I the
1: Chargers, but I just think – I think the AFC West is fed up with Patrick The Hall. Chargers
0: are set up to win the division, but we've seen the last couple of years that they just find ways to implode. Yes, we have it's a week eighteen, week eighteen must win against Oakland.
1: Their coach has a couple brain spasms. So
0: I, I, yeah, until he, unless he figures it out, I gotta, I gotta go to Chiefs. This was on to the NFC East.
1: Again, it, tough division. This will be no, a good division. It's the, Eagles, it's the
0: Eagles. It's oh, it's the Eagles, but like. Don't sleep on Washington and Sam Howell. I think they're going to be better. And again, they were in contention for a good portion of the year. Oh, the, well, the
1: Redskins def- are going to finish last in the division. Come on. Oh, sorry. God. Commanders. Sorry. Come on. We're not going to It's Washington Commanders. Get it
0: right. Um, We know Dallas is going to fight them until the end. That's what they did last season. The Giants. I
1: mean, Dallas, Dallas they were three playoff teams last year. They were a borderline teams. bum at quarterback, though.
0: Oh, enough. Enough. Giants are going to be in the mix. Like, everyone's going to be right there. Um, but it's, it's the Eagles until it's the, it's worth the it's like the Chiefs it's the Eagles until it's not. You just paid you just paid your quarterback in uh, Jalen Hurts two hundred fifty million dollars. So now he's going to show you why it's a two hundred fifty million dollar man. I, it's the Eagles. Um, this moves also over to the North. Um, I know I said that the AFC East slash AFC North may be the toughest division to figure out, but the NFC North could also be maybe the hardest division to figure out. Not because Chicago's rebuilt. they're they're a year or so away. I, they're out. The Lions showed extreme promise last year. We know the Vikings won a ton of games. They want everything close, though. Is that going to really happen again? Probably not. So instead of them being having 13 wins, they're probably only going to have 10. you got to see, like, are they going to have all these miraculous, you know, one-score comebacks and one-score wins? It just doesn't happen year over year to a team. And, and they did lose position pieces. Um Everything was lined up for the Lions to win the division. And then the Lions lined the entire draft. And I go, okay, well, never mind. We got all excited for nothing. Packers have J- Jordan Love now, who ironically has the highest QBR in the history of the Green Bay Packers at 121 for a guy who had 20, 20 over at least 20 passes. Now, obviously, it's a super small sam- sample size. And they did uh, get him some weapons in the draft after the first round. They actually got some really good weapons. I, I love the Musgrave pick. Um, but this vision is just weird because, like, we again, yeah, besides Chicago, like the other three teams it could all argue to win. I don't think Green Bay wins it though, just because I think with Jordan Love, first time starting, I thought he was not a rookie, he's a couple years in now. Um, the me, Lions are really good, uh, should be really good, and they have a coach that I think is a really, really good coach. So it's like, even if they messed up the draft in some areas, they got a guy who can coach players. And the Vikings, again, should also be good, but are oh, they going to have all these one possession wins? I don't think so,
1: so I that's no, they're tough. Not. To me, this is the Lions division to lose. I just think... And
0: what though? What 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 is your... if you had I know we haven't predicted other other division records, but this is the one I want to ask. What wins you the NFC North this year? 10 wins? 10 and 7. You six. you get will be 10 and 7. 10 and but, 7. Uh, you get 10 and 7 cuz again I just don't think you're going to see Minnesota lose more games this Minnesota's, year.
1: Minnesota Minnesota's not going 9-0 or 4. for a game. No, but in one score games they went whatever 10 and 10 and 0 until they play the Giants in the wild card um it's just not happening Uh okay. it's a one-off it's so 10-7 uh,
0: I think 10-7 is an argue you can argue that can win you multiple divisions
1: by the, the way. Lions. to me you look at the Lions moves in the secondary that they made that secondary got a lot better and um the Lions arguably have a top three offensive coordinator in Ben Johnson who probably should have gotten a head coaching job but he won the I game. think
0: if he does it again this year, he's, um, he's
1: getting coaching done next
0: he, He's going to so, get. He's going to go get a bunch of interviews. Um, this leads us now to the NFC South. This is another really tough division because again, Saints made good moves. I would like the Saints move. You can argue they're probably the best team set up. You know, Tampa's got Baker now. We don't know what that's going to look like. But you know, Baker's going to have a ton of weapons there. But uh, we don't really know. Last year, remember, this is a division that was really tough to watch. Carolina, to me, has made a ton of phenomenal moves, and they. Went what, six and ten last year? Like or, or six and eleven, seven seven, seven and in and in, in ten. Like they were like
1: seven and ten.
0: Like they were right there with the division. And to me, they're better now than they were then. I knew they lose DJ Moore, totally get that, but they made other offensive pieces. Their defense is still like they had a good defense, they had a fantastic run game. And I get Bryce Young, who's just better than the Sam Donald uh you know, uh, Baker Mayfield, PJ Walker, like he's just better than all of them. So, like, they're going to be in contention. And Atlanta got their secondary looking a heck lot better. You know, I still said that I don't love their front seven. I really don't. I think their front seven is not very good. Um, it's the Desmond Ritter show. We know they can run the ball. And they went to the offensive weapon. So, like, they have the weapons that needed. Like, this division is, like, this to me, division again, that the winner could be nine and eight, eight and nine. And that's what it was uh... last year.
1: I'm. I this might be a little off the rails and unexpected, but I'm going the Falcons here.
0: I I I I that's why I have I have the Falcons. In my opinion, are because I
1: think I think like you said, um, the secondary of the Falcons now is um, could be really scary, and they're just going to control. They're just going to control football games with their running backs. Um, they're going to play. Tennessee Titan football. They're gonna have the ball
0: forty minutes a game. They're gonna they're gonna have 40, 42 minutes of possession a game, and that's gonna win yep. them games.
1: But this yep. is a division.
0: The first to ten wins may win the division. Probably wins the division. First to ten.
1: To be honest, I don't think anyone in that division gets the ten wins.
0: I think for the Falcons and Saints. I think Carolina is gonna be right there as well. I think. Again, I nine and eight do this division. Because again, now you have Derek Carr in, in with the Saints. The Saints, you know, played pretty well most of the year, and it came down to just. You know Andy Dalton the quarterback. You no know, if it's Andy Dalton. He's just not. The Andy Dalton he was in Cincinnati. It's an interesting, interesting debate. The North and South would be interesting because again, if, if a team is to ten wins, that may solidify you with the division winner. And now then we ended off with NFC West. It's um, it, there's no. It's, it's two teams. It's two teams. No, the Cardinals. wouldn't rebuild. It's, it's no, on. it's
1: two teams. It's two it's teams. Not two teams. Come on.
0: What, who do you? Why? What's your argument here? It is because it the it's
1: Tigers two and no one else.
0: No but that's the thing it is it's a two team it's the niners or the
1: seahawks no stop the it.
0: seahawks made great moves in the offseason the niners quarterback situation
1: is very concerning cuz we don't dave, know dave me and you could win football games playing quarterback for the niners I,
0: you know i i i love the niners oh. i really do love the niners it's, i'm picking the niners right now but seattle made great offseason moves to bolster the secondary to stop the weapons of of the of the niners and they get more weapons to make the Niners on defense have to strain a little more. Plus, the Niners lose D'Amico Ryan. I know, I know they re- they refilled. Um, they brought in who they bring in as a GC. Steve Oakes. Yeah, who just brought Carolina to the brink of the playoffs with a team that wasn't very good. Steve C- Oakes is going to have that defense looking really good again. It, it's it's we know the Rams are in a shambles. Rams are, are, are more on a rebuild. They traded the away a bunch of guys, are, are and the be Cardinals be are just. They're gonna they're gonna be fighting for that there. Yeah. They're gonna be they're probably going to have the one pick next year because Kyler. I I don't think Kyler's playing the full season. I don't think he's he's not gonna start the year. Um, I think they're they're kind of like hey, we know this is this is a rebuild. So again, Seattle is better this year than they were last year. I know the front the front four is still I'm annoyed at, but they didn't really fit those positions too well. But again, it's the Niners, but if the quarterback play starts to become problem and they don't have you know. Sam Donald played well at the end of last year, so, like, you do have hope. And, and, again, you're right. Shanahan has shown that anyone can play quarterback there, except Trey Lance. He's the one guy who just seems to struggle there. So, again, how is Trey Lance getting a second chance to show that he's worth being the third overall pick? Because at the moment, it's just been a best but a, a bust that would have destroyed most teams' future. And some of the Niners took that and made better, and still made the Super Bowl runs and stuff. We'll have to see. Um... But on that note, uh, Ryan, you have anything else you want to throw in today or uh you think we're done no, um, for the day?
1: I think, we're, I think we're good here.
0: Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, this is Pigskin Picks with Ryan and Dave. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at pigskinpicks capital W-R-D at gmail.com. Um, the two Ps are capital as well. Uh, you can tell us if you want to talk any topics to talk about um, or any, any, you know, things you want us to incorporate in future episodes.
1: And but, let's uh, let's try to keep the requests PG.
0: Please, PG. Actually, <laughs> G, if possible. Um, I know there's going to be some people out there who are going to say, oh, aha, I'm going to say some funny things that I probably right now will not make it into the show. Um, but again, we want to thank you all for listening to this first episode. Uh, we look forward to this journey that you guys are going to come along with us. And uh, we will be back very soon with our next one. And maybe we'll, we'll incorporate a little more college Uh, in the next week's episode. Until then, have a great weekend, everybody. Have a great day. This is Dave signing off. And Ryan.